inspire people to have the courage, and there is Gilbert, have the courage to show up for themselves and go after their dreams no matter what. And so I am just very impressed with a person that all by their little selves just packed up and came <laughs> to this country. <laughs> so how did that come about? You packed up your bags, you had $2,500, and that was it. But before you do that, this is Gilbert Buchanan. He is my co-host, and he was having some technical problems. We've had an interesting day already. And Gilbert, this is Christelle Bigger, and she hey, is... Um, Hello, Gilbert. Nice well, to you. Welcome to the business zone. Thank you. <laughs> So tell us, young lady, how you did that. <laughs> yes, so I'm Crystal Biga, and I'm originally from Cameroon. That's why we have this beautiful, beautiful accent from. So five years ago, I decided to come pursue my American dream. I barely spoke English. I had no family or friends here. I had $2,500 on a visa card and two suitcases. All I had was a head full of dream and all the oh my gosh, my life's going to be different. I'm going to create this. I'm going to change the world ideas we have when we have dreams and desires and goals. We want more in life. And we make those kind of big decisions. That was, that was one of the biggest decisions of my life, to go out of my comfort zone. And that's not a small way to say that. It's not light because I had no clue what was going to happen. I had no clue how it was going to work, but I just knew it was going to work. I had to make it happen for myself, and that was it. I arrived at LAX, all excited. Obama just got elected. I was taking selfies, and all of that was beautiful and fun until an immigration officer stopped me and said he was going to deport me because I was coming to work as a prostitute. What? Not sure. Now, what? how does, what how do does, he, how does he figure that? I don't know. I mean, it was December and I was coming from Cameroon. It's really hot there. So I knew for sure that I, it was going to be cold here. So wearing a pair of jeans, tennis shoe, a shirt, a jacket, a coat. But some way, somehow, the man saw a future of a prostitute. I'm not sure what he saw. Maybe it's a past life thing. So wait a second. Were you were you at the uh, were you at the the, the 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 immigration check encounter or were you already outside of the building outside of the airport? No, no, no. I passed the image because when you arrive in the country for the first time, you have an interview with an immigration officer. I passed that, passed that point. And while, when I went to pick up my bags to exit the airport, that's when they directed me to go have my bags checked. And while the guy was checking my bag, was asking me questions, I was answering the best I could because I could barely speak English. So... At some point, I just decided to call his colleague. They grabbed my phone and they were asking me more questions. And one, at one point, he, and he was a big guy, really big. So he had to lay his hands on the table for to be at my level, eye to eye. And he looked at me straight up in the face and he said, you know what? I think you are coming here to work as a prostitute. And then I was did, like, did did you ask him did you ask him for who? Am I gonna work for you? Who am I working for? I wish yes. I could joke about it. I thought I was too scared to make fun, you know. 
know? it seemed like he knew something you didn't. So I was going, he okay. Definitely knew something. <laughs> he knew something I didn't know. He knew because I mean, asked him at some point, like, what about my clothes? You know, you searching my bag. What makes you think or feel like I'm a prostitute? So you know what? Prostitutes wear regular clothes too. So it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, yeah, I know that. He said, see? See? How do you know that? I knew it. You are that, a prostitute. That guy was profiling you, man. Yes. Was it was he a black dude or, or, or a white dude? No, it wasn't a black dude. Now, we <laughs> man, <laughs> you're putting you in a in, in a category uh, for of a me, <laughs> So for me, I would have got back on the plane and flew back home because I would have thought this place is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it got crazier. It even got crazier, right? So he's called his colleagues, female colleagues, they search me, you know, body search and all of that. And at that point, I'm losing my mind because I'm so confused and I can't even really defend myself because I, I barely speak English. So they sit me on the bench waiting to take me in another office to process all my paperwork, call back the airline to take me back to Cameroon, whatever. And while I'm sitting there completely confused and lost, another immigration officer passing by stopped which doesn't happen if you know lax is so crazy and busy that they literally don't right. have time to stop and talk to you. and i know that for a fact because i ended up walking there that's another story so <laughs> <laughs> so he stops by and he asks me hey sister what's going on maybe he saw something on my face that just made him feel like this girl needs somebody and and then i started just talking i'm not sure what i was saying if it made sense because again i could barely speak english but i was just talking <laughs> he listened and at the end he just said you know what everything's going to be all right and that little sentence just made me feel warm for a few seconds in that in this space for the first time meeting people i felt attacked from everywhere and you know finally somebody was telling me it was going to be all right I just, it just made me feel good. And to feel like, and before you ask Gilbert, yes, he was a black officer. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, I, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, and then fast forward, I end up in a detention center where I spent nine months. What? They put you in a detention center? Yes. So I spent nine months what there. What the heck? So I, I barely, I definitely ended up in jail, like a criminal, whatever. They said it's not jail, but man, it's jail. <laughs> we yeah. are well, uniform, we are locked there. We can't, we, we but you had a V, because you have to have a visa to come, right? And you yeah, obviously had a hotel yeah, where, or somewhere where you were coming to stay. Of so course. you had all the documents in place to say you were coming to visit America. Yeah, but then I had to prove that I wasn't coming to work as a prostitute. Wow. Well, how you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so whatever. So I had to defend myself, which, which I mean, it was a blessing in disguise. You don't see those things when you are going through tough time. And I'm sure people listening to this have experienced maybe during the last year with all the things going on, with all the plans that fail, all the businesses that shut down. You had all these big dreams, these goals, and you have plans. And all of a sudden, something happens, the pandemic or whatever it is. In my case, somebody said, hey, I don't believe you just came here to be a nice person. I think you're going to come and be a prostitute. Now, all my plans shifted. I had mm -hmm. to figure something else out. But the truth wow. is, yeah, during those nine months, I had the opportunity at any given moment to sign a deportation paper and go back. 
right? To go back to my comfort zone, to go back mm -hmm. to what I have known and give up on my dream, right? And those opportunities right. go up in our journeys in life, even entrepreneurship, we have that. When things get rough, when plans fail, we have the opportunity to just give up and go back to whatever we're doing before all the craziness started happening. So that experience has allowed me to build really skills that I'm using today in my business because I could have given up, but I didn't. What kept me going? What kept me in that space where I was questioning? Believe me, there was a lot of crying. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> there was a lot of crying, wondering what was happening, why I had to defend myself, why I had handcuffed sometimes to go to court and all of that. It was, so you had to go to court? Yes, to yeah, for a judge to decide if I will stay or leave, you know. So so who defended you? Nobody. I defended so myself. You had to defend I yourself. Afford, I couldn't afford to have a lawyer. So yeah, I had to figure it wow. out myself. Yes. Oh my wow. god, what a what a way to come to this country. I have oh, heard and, and I have heard some horrible stories before, but this one takes a cake. I've never heard something like this before. Yeah. I mean I'm special, and, and I'm special like that, you know. <laughs> and, and Gilbert's from Jamaica, so he immigrated, he immigrated to the United States as well as yeah. an adult. So uh, I, I, I thought I, I, I had a horrible I thought I had a horrible story, but yours is, whoo, man, this yes. is unbelievable. Yeah, so, yeah. So, that's so I want to ask this question. What made you want to stay then? What, you're, obviously, your powerful why to be here was just guided by God, because I would have jumped, signed the papers, just send me back home. Y'all nuts here. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me. Why were you so determined to be here? I thought of giving up for sure. I thought of, yes, like this is not worth it, right? I shouldn't be treated this way and I can just go back. But again, as you're saying, when you have something that you look up to and you know you have that vision of something you really want to create, you don't want to give up on that if that vision is big enough. And I remember I had some um, mates there that started calling me Miss Hollywood because I was sharing with them all the dreams I had coming to America, you know, all the things I wanted to accomplish. And they started calling me Miss Hollywood, you know, like funnily, like this girl with all these big dreams, thinking that she's going to make it in America, whatever. But that's what kept me going. When I was thinking about the vision that I had for my life, for myself, I said, let, I want to give it a shot. You know, I want to give it what, I, everything that I have and know that I had no other option than let it go. I don't want to let it go because it's too hard. I don't want to let it go because things are not working the way I expected. I don't want to just go back because yes, my life wasn't terrible. You know, I had, I had was renting my apartment. I was doing my small businesses. My family is okay. So yes, it was an okay life, but I don't, I didn't want to go back to an okay life when I even had the slices thought of it's possible. That, that possibility kept me going, kept me moving forward because that's what life is about. If you give up on your dream, when you have a dream, nobody tells you it's going to be handed to you. Nobody tells you that, okay, everything's going to be sweet all the way. No, sometimes life takes you on a journey where you have to become the person who is worthy of the dream you are chasing. 
Well, entrepreneurship is about taking risk and going through hard times and sticking sticking it out anyway. So that has prepared you to be an excellent entrepreneur. So Absolutely. I am very, very sure that as an the entrepreneur that you are right now, mm. you are in a much better place because you've been tested. Yes. You have been tested. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yes. yes. You would have got on a plane and went back home. And I think I'm a pretty strong person, but I, yeah. that, that would have been it for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that is unbelievable. So, you, I'm so when you... Yes, and that's why I can, when, when people come to me, you know, during coaching and they tell me about all the reasons why they can't do what they want to do, all the reasons why it's not the right time or they don't have all their dogs in a row. I'm in a space where I can really take them to believe or yeah. see the possibility yeah. because do you think I had any hope that it was going to be all right? No, but I just decided to choose to believe mm -hmm. without any evidence, without yeah. any proof that it was actually going to work. And as a matter of fact, people there, because I met other people there that came different ways, right? And they were telling me, you know what? Nobody lives from this place with the the right to stay in the U.S. It doesn't happen unless you have a really good lawyer. And even the lawyer can either get you a bond or, you know, get you released on parole. But, you know, for you to get the legal right to stay in the U.S. where you can get a green card and all of that, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But guess what? I you, left that. You, you went against the grain and you said, yeah. hey. I'm fighting this. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I've the experience made impossible things on paper possible. That's why I can really help people on that journey of, oh, you know, all this, you know, with all the, 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 what the system is doing, what is happening with women, with black people. It's just impossible. I'm the person to be there and tell you, you can make that possible for you. Even if yeah. it's impossible for anyone else, you don't have to buy into that story. That story doesn't have to be your story, but it will require you to be a courageous person because that journey is going to require you to become the person that will be at the level you want to be in your life, in your business. If your so, dream is big, you have to be bigger. So to wow. tell the story, are you going to write a book or are you going to do a movie uh, for that? Which one? <laughs> Which one? It's gotta be one of the two. <laughs> it's gotta be one. Maybe so, Christelle. Hollywood will definitely love to have a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a movie in the making. So, let this... me ask you, Christelle. So, you're in, in Cameroon and you're like, when did that dream start? What age were you when you decided that America was going to be your home? my dream wasn't exactly america my dream was to impact the world i remember lying on my bed sometimes at the time i was uh, after high school entering you know adult life paying rent and all the things and at the time rihanna was really big over there with every time she would sh change her hairstyle all the girls would have the same hairstyle and it was and i was witnessing that saying people need guidance people yeah. need mothers they want somebody to look up to and to, mm -hmm. and to follow mm -hmm. and what can what can i do to become that person who will lead people not only to change their hairstyle which is cute but to lead them to a place that really changed their lives and make them yeah. happier 
because yeah. I want people to be happier. And I don't think changing a hairstyle makes people happier yeah. for five minutes, maybe. But I want something deeper. And what can I do? I'll be like, I'm definitely not Rihanna. I don't think first, right? Mm-hmm. And I will say, okay, I will think of <laughs> two people, right? I will say, okay, Rihanna, I see people, everybody's following, whatever, but I don't think, so I can't become Rihanna. How about Oprah? I was doing already a little bit of TV and radio over there. I was like, Oprah, I'm kind of doing what she does, but guess what? There is only one Oprah, and I will yeah. go to sleep with that, with that. Yeah. But the desire of being at a place where I can impact people at a deep level and lead them onto something that can really change their lives and empower them was still there. So America for me became the best option, the best place that can allow me to to achieve that because everybody knows America is the land of possibilities. (laughs) So, so I want to, I want to go back just a little bit to to the immigration thing. So, so, when 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 you were coming here was it a visitor's visa that you had or a permanent visa no i had a visitor visa but they give you one year so my intention was to come see how it goes see how i can you know whatever is available see opportunities and see first no because i've never been in the u.s so you right. need to find out and see what are the options that are available so I had so, one year so they they ask you where you're gonna stay and who you're gonna stay with and all of that, right? Of course, absolutely. And and then what you told them wasn't satisfactory to them. I mean, it was enough for them to give the visa, but not enough for them to let me in peacefully, <laughs> right? Wow! <laughs> wow! And that's your problem. That's what you did as well, Gilbert, right? No, I I did the same thing. I mean, I came here permanently, but I I mean they. They interviewed me when I came, you know, and hey, why are you here? Who are you gonna stay with? You know, what's your purpose? You know, I say, hey, I'm I'm here permanently, you know. So they looked at the paperwork, okay, go ahead. You know, I had I had two hundred dollars in my pocket, but that's that doesn't beat what you do at all. I mean, what you do is like, oh man. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. You, yeah, it needs to be a Hollywood movie for sure. It has to, it has to be. It oh has my to God, be. it's just so, so yeah, there's nothing anyone can come to you with any doubts about their future that can beat what you just went, what you went through. We're, yeah, we're I, gonna, mean, I just don't believe that something is impossible. I just, we're gonna we're gonna have to connect you with Jennifer Lopez or Spike yes. Lee or somebody. <laughs> you know, we gotta do that because yes. this this is real. I mean, what she what she went through, I'm sure there are thousands of other people who went through that too. We just don't hear about it. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I mean? That's unbelievable. And I would even and I would even say the people that you were meeting in the detention, I don't even know how you got there, but in the detention, they had been here for a while and obviously overstated their visa, overstayed yeah. their visa or something of on that level. But you so were then, just coming to visit. I mean, so, technically so then, to come visit. So then now they right? love had lumped her up in a group of criminals because yes. she she was not a criminal, yes. but they put her among criminals. You see what I'm yes. saying? Yes, yes, yes. Unbelievable. I'm so grateful that I met those people there because and she hadn't done anything. She was just coming. <laughs> she was legit. <laughs> I mean, you were coming here. It, it's just like Gilbert. If 
it is like I said, okay, I'm going to go to Cameroon. I'm going to go through my process and I'm just yeah. going to, maybe I'm going to stay there for six months to see if yeah. I like it. And yeah. if this is the place I want to live, I've yeah. gone through all of the legalities of getting my visa, my whatever paper, and whatever. And I just get there the first day. My paperwork in order. And I just come, really, I'm coming as a tourist. That's yeah. really what I'm doing. I'm coming yeah. as a tourist, yeah. but I'm going to stay for whatever, however long my yeah. my visa allows me to stay. And then they tell me, I can't. amazing. As soon as you get to the airport, they go, I got you. You go over there. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I mean, we're, we're, we're laughing about it right now, but it's horrible, man. This no, is I, didn't, horrible. I couldn't talk about this story for, for, for like two, three years. I've started wow. this last year only. I didn't even wow. feel that painful. I just wow. wanted it behind me. Because yeah. it was really painful. It wasn't something that, laughing about it now because I'm healed. But it yeah. wasn't right. funny at the time. I'm just now at the place where I can talk about it because I know yeah. it can it, it makes people understand really why I, I can create what I can create. Because yeah. I've learned from the moment I landed here that I gotta go for it. <laughs> so 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 it. let me ask you this. They did did they that does that mean that they they assign you a criminal record then for that? No, they didn't. So at some point, the judge, because at some point, the, the, I, I think the guy put in my file that my visa was, was not legit. So I was going to court and one day the judge mentioned that. I said, no, it is legit because he said, no, but they put on that, that you are in, an illegal alien. I said, what do you mean illegal alien? I had a translator, of course. And then he said, because apparently your visa uh, is, is illegal. I said, what does that mean? Because I remember going to the consulate. To the embassy, right. Yeah, having an interview and getting granted. He said, are you sure? I said, I'm pretty sure. I got it at this day, on this time. He and said, they stamp it with the legit U.S. Yeah. stamp. So, so I don't judge, understand. Yeah, so the judge said, okay, so if we call the consulate in Cameroon, they're going to testify that they gave you the visa. I said, go for it. He said, okay, come back in two weeks. We're going to verify. Which they did, and I was confident because of course i got my visa from the right right so see see the thing is they know that there's a lot of bandulus out there mm -hmm. on the street corner who sell visas they know that right because yeah. we deal with that in jamaica too yes but but if you've gone to the embassy you interviewed with an agent mm -hmm. they have records of that somebody signed off on it all they had to do was just, they, they didn't have to take it to court or anything like that. You I see mean, what I'm saying? Yes, All they had to do is same day, they just call and say, hey, unbelievable, man. Yeah, so he verified and came back and said, you're right. They gave you the visa. I agree. Okay, fine. Now, when it was already like nine months there, because each time you go to court, you don't have a lawyer. Okay, come back with the lawyer. Come back so, with the lawyer. So, so, so let me ask you this. After he said, okay, you got the visa. Visa is good. Okay, fine. All right. Now, are you a prostitute? Did he say that? <laughs> <laughs> Did he say that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know them, man. I know them. They're always trying to find something on us you know <laughs> okay okay you're right you got the visa but are you a criminal <laughs> but i'm listening to her and you and i feel your sweet spirit how they even got any of that 
out of that is just beyond me. That is a far, far stretch. I mean, you're intelligent. You're well-spoken. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. Well, I take now I really take my hat off to you. I mean, I thought it was just a young person just picking up and no, you came here yeah. and met drama. And right. uh wow. Yeah, yeah so, you're 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 so did they ever compensate did they ever compensate you at all? Well, the judge finally said, Okay, well now you have two options. Either you know, at that point, I had maybe three months left on the visa because the visa yeah. was for years. Right, right. Well, so what did okay. either you know you stay with the remaining months of the visa, or maybe we can start a new procedure for you, maybe to get a legal status in the U.S. I say, well, I'm go for the second option. What the heck? What 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 wait when when he said legal status did he mean permanent residency yes, or yes yes then now I had to open a new case like you know just okay I, okay whatever yeah because that judge has the power to extend that visa you see what I'm saying so if he wasn't talking about that then I wanted to know what the heck was he talking no, no, about that's what that's the option he gave me okay the second option. well. I yeah, so maybe wow. cancel this visa and then we go with the second and say go for it. So we stamped on my um, visa, canceled without prejudice, and then now I started a lot of. But see, even that would make me nervous though, because if he's canceling my visa and saying okay, cancel without prejudice, <laughs> that means that I'm here illegally now. <laughs> you see what I mean? So yeah. That that would make me nervous. I was already in detention anyway, so what? Arrest me for not having visa? I was already because see, what I think they could have done is is kept you on the remaining three months while they're processing that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But for, so now when they cancel that and you're among those criminals in there, now it looks like you're a criminal. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so. <laughs> wow. All I can say is you are definitely destined for greatness, my dear. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, all right, now that's all over and you fast forward it. So, how, did you make this turn what did you do with these dreams that you had once you got past uh um, uh the delay them. in the beginning part? Yes, I'm crushing all of them. All of them? Because I I said this is if I just had to spend 9 months in just to be here, I better yeah. make good use of my being here, right? Yeah. So, I started first job I got was actually at LAX, the same airport where I almost got deported. So I was working with an airport airline and we were working closely with immigration. I was helping them translating for all the other passengers who were trying to deport, which was really interesting. Yeah. And I remember the first time uh, I did an arrival flight. I remember that that moment because as I was saying, I shut down that story for a long time. I was like, I'm out and I just want it behind me. I don't I don't even want to think about it. It was that painful. Yeah. But when I started walking there, the first day I went to take care of an arrival flight, I remember at that arrival level that I never got an opportunity to exit this airport as a regular passenger. Right, right. Handcuffed to a bus and taken to a prison. So wow. I don't know the feeling of yeah. LAX. So yeah. after I finished processing the passengers, I decided to not take the shortcut that employees take, you know, to go back to the office. I yeah. decided to exit the airport as a regular passenger. And I remember yeah. because I was like, this is, it's like after 
over a year now i'm officially entering this country it was yeah. a weird feeling and then i i went i, I exited i saw all those families and really waiting yeah there are people i had tears in my eyes thinking, it was liberating huh yeah i never had this you know i kind of stole that moment like yeah, yeah. We, welcoming yeah me. they took that moment from you yeah people are yeah. happy to see me which i didn't yeah. when i came right so that was really interesting and so that was my first job and sure enough in less than a year that job i became a manager and i quit the job last year oh 2019 november 2019 to go full-time in my coaching business right before the pandemic and doing those doing so i again it was a courageous move because who leaves a manager position to go full-time on a business with no evidence that it's going to work at the time but mind you I don't i didn't have a client so i had no clue if i was going to be able to pay my rent and i'm not in a country where i can say well if it doesn't work out i'm going back to my mom's basement gonna be crushed there for a while no i didn't have that option i'm here by myself so i had to make it happen again okay here 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 is what i'm gonna do for you you will just bless my heart a little bit here so here's what i'm gonna do for you <laughs> Here's what, I'm, here's what I'm gonna do for you. After the show is over, I'm gonna talk to you about an opportunity. Okay, I want to talk some more about this coaching thing and uh, consulting, and see um, how I can fit you into some, a position. Okay, Thank so you. we'll talk about that Thank because you. you know people need to recognize that a lot of people are discriminated against and uh, they're discriminated against in such a vicious kind of way that because it becomes so common then everybody think that once they hear that oh it's a black then they they must have done it you know it's like come on you know give us a chance to demonstrate that we're not criminals mm -hmm. so let's talk after this show so you know Thanks. see if see if we can do something for you all right it's just amazing so what were your so obviously you were communicating with your parents during this time and i know they were saying baby come home like right now and I, I even couldn't because when you're in prison i know i'm not i'm talking to people that have never been in jail so let me tell you how to <laughs> whatever you want you know you you the first of all they gave me two minutes when they took me to the first place to contact my family two minutes so i called quickly my brother it was new it was uh january 1st 2016 so when they were celebrating the new year waiting for me to call them that you know I've, i'm celebrating somewhere whatever right. so i now have two minutes i just tell my brother it's me by the time he wants to celebrate i said they arrested me at the airport i'm in jail by the time it's trying to, where are you? I said, I have no clue where I am because again, I have nobody here. So they don't even know where to start looking for. Because right. Where you are, I said, I don't know. And okay, my two minutes are over. Now I'm wow. thinking, hopefully it's going to find me. I have no clue how, how I'm going to make it. So when I get to the detention center, luckily he had a child with a girl that moved here. She was in Minnesota. He contacted her. He said, "Hey, my sister called me. She said they arrested her. We don't know which, where she is. I just know it's from immigration. Just try to call." 
So she started calling immigration centers and asking. Finally, she found the center where I was. So they called me to come talk to her. So she was the only person I could communicate with because I needed money to even call her. You collect, yeah. fix, collect, yeah. call, collect calls. You know, the, the person decide to pick it up or not. Right. That's the show. She, I will communicate with her. She will give the information to my sister in Canada. My sister. In, so it was. It was. It wasn't like I can talk to my mom. I couldn't. She wasn't. Yeah. There was no way for me to call there. So right. I could. Sometimes when my sister would send me money, when my family would send me, I would. I could call my sister in Canada. That was the only person from my family I could actually call because she was in the in the American country, uh, continent. But yeah. of, she was the only one. Right. Them news. She's still alive. She's fine. She's. <laughs> she's still. Wow. Yes. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to say something, Christelle. So I have a niece that um, is from Egypt uh -huh. and she came to me when she was 21. And I and I can envision what happened with you because I can almost see her and you, although she would have went back home. She would have went back <laughs> to Egypt. Um, although I will say this. There's a difference between those of us that were born in America and those of you that were born out of the country, right? Yeah, because yeah. I am sometimes marvel I marvel at my niece picking up her bags and saying, I'm going back to Egypt or I'm going to Turkey or I'm and she's done all of this. And I know when she first came here and I picked her up from the airport, she didn't speak the language at all. <laughs> And she's this little tiny little pixie little 20. She was 22. And she looked lost when I walked up to her. She hadn't seen me since she was five years old. Uh, because my she she went to Egypt to live with her father when she was very young. And so I can see that. And I can see what that terror would have been for her. And I and then to see you to stay and stick it through and then come out on the other side, this incredible young lady who speaks with such inspiration that you've touched our hearts. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, definitely. Definitely. I, I want to say as an entrepreneur and, and teaching and coaching and working with other entrepreneurs who let all kinds of uh obstacles get in the way of them reaching their dreams you are amazing young lady oh Just yeah absolutely amazing oh yeah <laughs> uh, uh, <and laughs> tears that yeah. is just Phenomenal. She, she deserves she deserves to be help assisted you know whatever we do so well, after this show we're definitely gonna talk <laughs> we're definitely gonna talk man i would because imagine it because Crystal, I went through some stuff, but <laughs> nothing, nothing in comparison to what she went through. Because you know, I was never arrested or anything like that. So I don't know what that's like. You see what I mean? So I can just only imagine what mm. she went through. You know, I probably would have died before I even decided, <laughs> decided to have them take me away, you know? Yeah, that Jamaican, you would have been fighting your way out oh, of the airport. I'll be, fight, I'll be fighting my way out of there, man. <laughs> even the judge, I'll be fighting him too. <laughs> wow. So, oh, so but your dream was to have your own business here. And, and so... Uh, 
I'm just, I'm just so impressed. I am very impressed. So how's it going? <laughs> In comparison. Yeah, it's just going great now. I have my own podcast. You know, I, I'm invited to speak on different stages and platforms. And I'm with you today because, you know, I'm putting myself out there, showing up and just empowering other people, letting them know possible. I don't know what you want. You can make it happen for yourself. And Sorry enough, before I get to Hollywood, I just pitched uh, last week a TV talk show idea and it got approved. So I'm probably going to be on TV soon as well. All right. I'm, I'm making my American dream a reality. I'm closer to Oprah than before. <laughs> so, so, so when you decide to coach, when you decide to coach, what areas did you decide to coach in? In business or in like a personal life uh, situation? I I start I decided to coach female entrepreneurs and of course I'm I'm not coaching business techniques I'm really coaching what it takes to even apply the strategies they learn to mm. even showing up even when the plan fails because I know firsthand that your plan can fail mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> does so yeah. that piece I'm really coaching women on to keep showing up for themselves even when they don't have all the answers even when they don't see the end of the tunnel even when plans fail even when things think things feel like it's better to give up i help them become the person that can keep showing up regardless you know that that's an interesting angle to take because most business consultant and coaches Mm -hmm. they coach because you know, they have some, some some strategies, some techniques, they know some business tips, those types of things, mm-hmm. or they know a subject. They may know a certain topic or a subject, but what you are applying is so different because it can be applied across any industry to mm-hmm. anyone. So you don't have to know about manufacturing or construction or any of that to be able to coach those folks. You just coach them, coach them on resilience, uh, being strong, perseverance, you know, and all of those things. Exactly. Optimistic. Yeah. I mean, because the optimism you still had to have after one being uh, in a detention center is just, it, it just, it was obviously in your core that this is your dream. And no matter what obstacle you were going to encounter, you were going to push through. And yeah. anyone that had the choice going, okay, finish out my three months, get the hell out of this crazy country <laughs> or, <laughs> or stay here permanently. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know if this crystal would have uh, taken the ladder. <laughs> I would have uh, probably gone, I'm out of here now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I pride myself on being strong, super strong, right? But I don't know, man. I don't know if I'll ever do that. You know, I would say, you know what, guys, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> but you you stuck it out. And see, you had a conviction. You you had your your belief and you knew that you were right. And you say, hey, I gotta prove these people right. I got to prove that I'm right. And they don't know what right. the hell they're talking about. So I like that. I like that. Because a lot I, I, of people, 
a lot of people would have already copped a deal. They would have uh, confessed and said, oh, okay, all right, you got me. I'm going back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, she man, stuck it through. Yes. Yeah, and the sacrifice she made for nine months? Woo! I don't, I don't know, man. I I'm don't know. Sorry. That's a long. That's a long. That's a, a long that's a, time. That's the incubation of a baby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's a long time. Exactly. But I will say this, uh, Chris. You know, last week Gilbert and I did a pre we did a whole show on um, a city in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, that yes. was a, a black wall. It was a black Wall Street about black people. Um, um, uh, they had multiple wealth. They had generational wealth. In fact, um, when we watched the program, when I watched the program called Tulsa Burning this past week, you know, in today's uh, dollars value, it would have been like $29 million that was destroyed by America. Mm -hmm. by by the town people who blew up and destroyed the town but yeah. uh these people who were former slaves uh and now freemen walked across the country in order to start these businesses and create this this haven for black people and and respectable black people when outside of that they weren't given that and so when we talk about our ancestry our african ancestry and the strength that it took and and trust me we have these conversations is how you even survived in this country after what now how we came into this country yeah. is beyond so the 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 resilience that we as a people have whether you're on this continent or african continent is absolutely amazing and you definitely demonstrate that if that yeah. was ever a walking poster <laughs> yeah. for, for people here in america black people here in america you definitely uh edify that and, yeah. and um i, I uh, just congratulations on everything and your uh wow so you've made friends and you've developed a, a, co a community of your own <laughs> yes, I, decided to, I made a choice because i couldn't speak english so i decided to not stay in my community because they will try to speak the language that i speak which is french basically but i didn't want them okay to, to do that because i knew it wouldn't help me so i decided to be amongst Americans, to, to have to learn to speak English, to have to practice, because yeah. the best way to learn, we were, learn, we were, we were learning English in school and in, in, in Spanish. You know, yeah. what do I need Spanish for until you learn in California? See, that, that's exactly my thing too. <laughs> that's exactly my thing. So that's but, what I started doing. I started being in places and situations where I will have to practice my English. I remember at first in the detention center, other girls would patiently listen, try to understand, and want to be like, you know what, Chris, whatever you're saying, I have no clue what it is, but yeah. because that's how bad my English is. <laughs> that's like my niece used to say, oh, my, my leg hurt. And then she'd be pointing at her feet. I said, no, uh, that's your feet. <laughs> this is your leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I understand, and in fact, she, uh, she spoke Arabic and French, 
And I did speak a little bit of French from high school and college, but I didn't speak it fluent enough as she did. And so it just so happened my cousin had been married to a young lady from Kuwait. And so she lived here and I actually had to call her and have her do a trade. She was a translator for the two of us. <laughs> if I needed to really get something across and she needed to really tell me something, I had to use that. Now she speaks English. It is a little broken, but <laughs> she speaks English. <laughs> so I understand. <laughs> oh man, that's unbelievable. So unbelievable. Jobs, networking events, just putting wow. myself in where I will have to speak English. Yeah. Even the job I got at, at the airport was because the airline was a French airline and they will need French speakers. But I was still learning English in the process because a lot of American passengers also were going there that island. So that was a great place for me to really, you know, practice my English and get better at it. So it was really a conscious decision for me to learn because if I wanted to stay here, I wanted to really fully be part of, of the community. I didn't want to be an outcast among, you know, in a country where I'm, I'm, I am and just stay in, in my comfort zone, speaking what I know. No, I, need, I knew I needed to expand. I, need, I knew I needed mm -hmm. to grow. I knew I needed to learn. So I just put myself in that place of learning and growing and, you know, getting better at at least speaking English. <laughs> that's that's very good, man. Okay. You, uh, you, is, there, <laughs> is there a community of those from Cameroon or from uh, Tagal? Because I think they speak, or any of the French-speaking African countries. Is there a community actually here? Yes, they have communities. And the funny thing is most of them are, are from the English-speaking part of Cameroon because Cameroon is like Canada. We have a part that speaks English, a part that speaks French. I'm from the French side. So mm. of the Cameroonian community that I know here, they are from the English speaking side. So, which is also good, but they don't really speak English. They speak broken all over them. Yeah. So no. comfortable speaking that broken. And I will tell all of them, they need that. With me, don't speak that broken English. I want to speak. <laughs> now, is, is, is yeah. the country is the country divided in, in the East and West? like East Cameroon and West or North and South? We have, of course, the fourth. We have the North, which is mainly uh, Muslim. We have the South, we have the center, we have East and, yeah, yeah. So which part speak, speak English, the, the East or the West or North or South? Southwest and Northwest. Oh, Southwest and Northwest. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. It speaks French. They teach us English in school, but it's pointless because outside of the classroom, nobody speaks English. So, you know. So, so northeast and southeast speak French. Southwest and south, um, northwest and southwest, they speak English. Okay. The rest of the country mostly speaks French. Yes. Oh, wow. Interesting. I, I was telling her when she first came on, you were still trying to get on uh, yeah. when I did my African ancestry. That's my yeah. uh, um, uh, ancestry.com. Uh, yeah. That's where my ancestors from on my mother's side, on my maternal side, that's where yes, they come from. Yes, some of them are from uh, Cameroon, Cameroon, right? Yeah, but then guess what? Uh, Cameroon and Benin. 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 Yeah, we speak French. Benin. And yeah. Reason. But okay, first because they colonize us. Yeah. But also because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? That's a bullshit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, she's, she's just scoring a lot of points with me, man. <laughs> 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 
beautiful reason because we have over 256 tribes yeah tribe has a language food way of dressing so each tribe is really a complete different culture right we don't have those official languages we can communicate with each other among tribes right right okay wow so, so what's the population like the population of cameroon probably uh the last time was around 32 millions oh wow that's not bad yeah. now, have, million. You been, have you been back home or, or afraid to leave <laughs> <laughs> I'd be afraid to leave myself. <laughs> That's a good question because when I went to Canada to visit my sister, they gave me a hard time to come back. What? France, we visit my brother. I was like, each time I leave the country, I go to secondary. Oh, I know why. I know but, why. Because of what happened the first time. They put it in the database. And that yeah. stuff stays in the database. Yeah. So so when you go to the airport, they look in the database. They go, okay, we had a little trouble with her before. Let, <laughs> let's see what's going on. You know? So that's what happened. They sent a message in Paris. They searched me at the airport. And I was like, what happened? They said, well, there was a message from the U.S. immigration. We have yes, yes. That's okay. what that you don't get out. Because once something happened, that stays in the system forever. Wow. So, now, I'll be afraid to leave. <laughs> I said, I said, guys, just come visit me at the airport. That's it. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> well, that's why she has to do her movie and her book and, and yeah. everything. So then that she'll become an international celebrity. Yes. Uh, and then yes. at that way, uh, then she'll have her celebrity status. And then they'll be like, go away. She'll, then, she'll hire her own private and, plane and she'll and, go in her way. And then they they'll exonerate you you know what you know what crystal i'm thinking she should try to connect with trevor noah on the daily show mm. i think that would be a good connection for her because he could tell her a story because you know he has his own south african story right uh -huh. but yeah you know i yours top his and everybody else's you see what i'm saying <laughs> I, I think it would be nice if you try to connect with him i wish wow. i wow that was He's in New York. He's in New York. Well, well, I wouldn't put anything past this young lady. If she if she puts her mind to it, she will meet Trevor Noah next week. <laughs> in fact, I think he just bought a house out in, in Beverly Hills or in, in Bel Air. I think yes, he just bought a yes, house out that way. So, yes. he, so he's in the state. Yes, <laughs> he's in the yes, city. Yes. So, so what's your... Um, so... so uh <laughs> so what's your future plans what what's how uh how is your business going and um how can we be beneficial to you <laughs> well i already know how i can be beneficial to her so you know we'll talk about that but we want to hear what's your other plans what you got going on actually next week i have a webinar that i'm working on where i will share the one essential ingredient that is needed to achieve business success for women yeah from listening to those show, you probably have, you know exactly what I'm going to teach during that webinar. And yeah. also at the end of this month, I have a retreat, two days retreat, where I'll also help women embody that, you know, that courage muscle that is so needed to achieve your dream, you know, the success you want in your business. That's the main, the new things coming up this month, like happening right now. So you can sign up for the webinar, that would be great to have more time with me. And if you're interested, you can join the retreat as well. And after that, I will start what I will call the Unleash the Courageous You Academy. 
where I will really help people build that resilience and courage muscle that is so needed. Because mm -mm -mm. That's great. Now, yeah. how, how can Crystal and I come on your show and be a guest <laughs> on your show? All right. <laughs> so how can we do that? Yes. I have to connect because I would love to have you on the show. My podcast is every first and third Friday. Actually, I recorded it. Let me write it down. Let me write yeah. that down. Every first and third Friday. It's um. Is it the you have two the the journey, and then you have one the uh on the power right or something. Yeah, What's uh, the two podcasts called? What I'm doing right now is absolute alignment with Crystal when success feels easy. So that's the one I record every okay. third Friday, one thirty p.m. Pacific time, four thirty p.m. Eastern time. And I would love to have you. I think it's going to be a great show. <laughs> oh, I would love to be okay. on there too. Yes. Yeah, that would be fantastic. You're 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 amazing, young lady. Just it's <laughs> it's just been so inspirational and so inspiring to have you here. I am going to make sure that this show. I'm gonna chop off the front side of this show because it was crazy, but. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that your part that we just I'm, I'll be boosting this show because just our our even our clients would get so much from this. Uh, Gilbert and I. So a little bit about Gilbert and I. Um, you you probably read my LinkedIn and got a little bit about me because you reached out to me and um and uh, I've been working in the business community and this community for you know over 30 years and um i'm also the co-director of an organization called recycling black dollars and um when gilbert and i went um uh, launched the business zone it was with that uh thought in mind to inspire to instruct and to encourage our small business owners to uh be their greatness and so my space is um uh accounting bookkeeping marketing and also um uh, startups and grow and, and growth businesses and then gilbert will tell you who he is and gilbert. i <laughs> i as a small business paramedic i work with a lot of small businesses i get them business ready contract ready and bank loan ready i i have a proprietary software that i use to make sure their back office is really set up so all the documents they need to run their business is right there so they don't even have to know what it takes to run the business that's in that system right there so all they got to do is just register and 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 use the system to manage and run their business so that's what we do and we we coach these businesses as well and uh we'll let them know not only you know resilience perseverance and and understanding risk and risk management but also to be able to elevate their business from one level to the next. They got to transform themselves. And while transforming their, themselves, they need to understand what value they bring to the table. What's their value proposition and how that relates to their customers? Because if you are not bringing value to a customer, they don't want to talk to you. They don't want to see you. They don't care about you, okay? Because they're asking themselves, what's in it for me? Woof him. What's in it for me? I just went to, to, to YouTube and I'll put your name in and I saw some interesting things. So um, I even saw this show on there. So I'm putting your link in the, in, in the chat right now. So if anyone wants to click on that link, uh, then they 
can just click on this link right here and they'll see your show right now. I see you have some interesting guests on there and I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Good job. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> and, and I am happy uh, that you're in my network and, and I hope that we can do some stuff together. I teach um, young people how to be entrepreneurs as well. Um, every summer I do a biz camp um, with the Los Angeles Urban League and we teach kids to take their ideas uh, from concept to reality. And uh, so I, if you're available, we, we are starting our camp in January, in July. And if, if you just would be able to come on and speak to the kids about reaching out their dreams, telling your story, because you know, children, uh, yeah, that would be fantastic. Cause I tell you, uh, at, at, you know, they, they think the world is coming to an end. If someone tells them no, <laughs> and, and you had people go beyond no, <laughs> and, and I think that would be absolutely fantastic. So I'd love to send you the information and have you uh, be able to speak to our kids because that would be awesome. I am inspired uh, by you um, and, and I'm a pretty strong woman and, and I, I don't think I would have been you. Uh, I'll just be honest about that. I don't think, and, and I'm like Gilbert, I have a hot temper, so I probably would have got thrown out of the country. <laughs> Even if I was already part of the country, I would have got thrown out of the country. <laughs> so, so God has some big plans for you, young lady, because <laughs> you beat through all odds, uh, just to get here to follow your dream. And I think that's uh, when, you know, when we talk about America and we talk about where America is today and um, and what we're going through today uh, here in America, uh, you would be a an amazing example of what res of what being perseverance is. And that through all odds, it's not about what people allow you to do. It's about what you are destined to do. And you kept that journey moving forward because I, I, I know some powerful friends. I got some powerful friends and that wouldn't have happened with them either. <laughs> so you are on a pedestal all by yourself. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure other people have gone through some stuff. But wow, that's all you I know, can say. You know what I love about her channel also? She has women of all walks of life on there. You got white, black, pink, brown, blue, everybody. <laughs> I love that. I love that about you. It shows diversity. Even men, I've seen some men on there too. So that's cool. I've seen an old guy. Is he your grandfather? <laughs> Is he? No. Uh, he just heard about your show and he wants to get inspired, huh? I love it. I love it. You know, I love what I'm seeing here, man. So yeah, this is great. Keep up the good work. And you're just remember, every one of us has a purpose and your purpose is amazing what you did. Now I'm thinking now, right? Because everything we do in life, I personally believe has a purpose. Uh -huh. So what you went through with those idiots at LAX, I think that prepares <laughs> you for this because if you didn't go through that, maybe you wouldn't have been as strong in your delivery, you see what I'm saying? And your inspiration. So I'm grateful for them every day because yes, I yes. needed that experience for sure. Yes, that yeah. was a part that was necessary. Because mm -hmm. I'm looking at you right here, man. I'm going, 
This is amazing. I love what I'm seeing right here. That's a, and like you said, you you want to be the I'm next. I'm just happy she. Yeah, she says she want to be the next Oprah. I Go think ahead, you Gilbert. will. I think you will. Thank I think you, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something was when she when she reached out to me. Something drew me to her. It's like, okay, we gotta have her on the show. Let me just yes. send her a little link and see if she's open to doing that. Because, um, you know, I, I'm on LinkedIn rarely it's not that i go on there all the time and when i go in there it's like tons of people have reached out to me but something about you drew me to you and i am it, it's been an honor to hear your story yeah. and, and to meet you and, and i hope we are able to do some business together and um and uh because you're just you're just awesome that's, that's all i can say is you're just awesome. and i don't say that too often <laughs> so, so crystal um, crystal how did you hear about us how did you hear about the show um because i on linkedin i saw yeah. i decided to check out i like to really check out uh what other people do about right right so that's how i saw what she was doing and i said hey you know i love what you're doing it's amazing and yeah so did you see the community briefing or did you see the business zone what what what, what did I, you see i don't how? know if I, I have a multitude of stuff over there on on linkedin I and, and so i guess we and I was like, okay. Which 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 one which one did you see? The business zone. Oh, the business zone. Oh, okay. You remember you remember what episode? You no, saw? I don't remember. Mm -hmm. When did we start the first time? We chatted a while ago. I don't remember which episode I saw, but I liked it, and I was like, because I put a I put an episode. I uploaded an episode for her when we were referring. We were interviewing women, strong women, women we call super women, and. Mm -hmm. I had I don't know if that's the show you saw, but that's the one I put up there that on her. That might be the show she saw. That might be the show she yes, saw because that one has, is. That's the one. Yeah, that might be the show she saw. Yeah, because that one's all uh, like on the top in the in the in the cycle of shows. But yeah, um, yeah, and, and it's interesting because a lot of people reach out to me on on LinkedIn, and uh, a lot of times they're trying to sell me something, and yeah. and so for me, networking is about building a relationship, right? Yeah, so yeah. You, you can't come with you don't know me, so you can't sell me nothing. Exactly. <laughs> she didn't exactly. do that. She just introduced herself, and she said she. And usually, those are the people that I respond to. It's like I I saw what you do, and you do a lot, and 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 I'd like to get to know you. I like to connect with you, and so those are the people that I usually respond to. I don't respond to people asking me to buy their product right off, yeah. and I don't know you, okay. and so. But, but again, like I said, something resonated with her. Yes, or asking you to get on the phone with you. And <laughs> why Why do I want to be on the phone with you? I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Schedule an appointment. Why do uh, I want to do that? <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> At least say hello. <laughs> and, and let's chit chat a little bit. Maybe have some virtual coffee before yeah. you start asking me to buy stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I am so, so I'm so impressed. By wow, you. it's unbelievable. You know, Crystal, maybe you can bring her in to speak with the 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 group, um, the biz the biz camp kids. Yeah, I am. That's what, I, what I've heard to do. Yeah, and, and I have and I'm, I, I have um I'm um a part of many women's groups. In fact, yeah. this morning before this show, I spoke on the Black Women's Wellness Group uh, this afternoon. Oh, with Tanya, so, um, with Tanya Maki. Uh, no, this one was um, with uh, Lisa, Linda uh, 
Linda Lewis actually reached out to me. Oh, and asked from me, the Black Chamber, from the Southern California. Well, no, actually, Linda Lewis is asking me to do something with her. No, oh. this one was actually um, um, uh, uh, Carmen Taylor asked me because I interviewed. She interviewed me a couple weeks, a year, a couple months ago, and she wanted me to talk about my garden. We were talking about COVID, and you know, I always have my silver linings, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, they wanted to talk about what my silver linings. I, I believe that's going to be my book. I think yeah. that <laughs> uh, you know, today just flows so easy. So I asked yeah. them to send me the recording so yeah. I can extract that and part. <laughs> that'll be part of my book because there were so many great things that took place. Well, Crystal, we, we, well, we definitely uh, uh, want to be on your show. Thank you. We want to be on your show. I'll be on the show for sure. Let us know because, uh, you know, we'd like to, um, you know, share some of our journey with your, your audience as yes. well, you know, yes. and uh, see how we can all work together. I think that would be great. Yes, that would be awesome for sure. I'll have you on the show. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. Gilbert, what you got going on for next week? Well, like next the month week, of June. I know workshops, classes, the starting. Yeah, I know. Yesterday, I did a workshop on SWOT analysis for the small businesses, and it was great because, mm -hmm. as you know me, I always spin things differently. I don't do it like everybody else, right? So, so mm -hmm. they they went to the workshop thinking that we're just going to do regular SWOT analysis, but that's not what this was about. This was about showing them their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities and threats, and develop some recommendations and then tie those recommendations into action plans with a milestone. Mm. You see what I mean? Oh, okay. so, oh yeah. Action. Call yeah. actions. Okay. Oh, yeah. With a milestone. So that was amazing. It blew them out of the water because they weren't expecting that, you know. So now they see a purpose to a SWOT analysis. You know, it's not just to analyze their business and go, okay, we got this, we don't have this. It, no, it's not like that. It's more to it. So we've got that. Now, next week, we're working on, because, um, you know, I did the, the Latina Restaurant Association um, workshop. So that one, mm -hmm. we, fin we finished that. So next week, we're going to do uh, how to how to use Small Biz Pro to really build your value proposition. So okay. that's that's what we're going to do next week. Yeah. And, okay. and, I, well, cool. and, and, and I need to bring you in, Crystal, to do some uh, bookkeeping work for some of these folks also. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I have next week, I have an introduction to accounting software for I'm teaching for Vermont Swanson. It's a, it's a four part series. And then I'm also teaching um, the series on how to launch your business with the new Women's Business Center starting next Monday. Good. And so that will be my June uh, I taught a class uh, the other day for the Urban League on cash flow, and just folks were just. The next day, my phone was ringing off the hook. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. People are hungry, and you know, I do my twist, and I do a twist on SWOT analysis, but for individuals, I I have them really take themselves and yeah. identify what their strengths and their weaknesses and their Good. threats and in personally and yeah. then apply that to their business. So I Perfect. usually do that in the in the in the uh launching of your business. So it's gonna be a busy month. Uh kids are getting ready to start. We're getting we're doing interviews for the kids. Um 
for uh, BizCamp. So excited about that. Met, have met about 15, 20 amazing young people between the ages of 12 and uh, 13 and 18. Yeah. Um, and then our tennis program is launching. Uh, we're, yeah. we're reopening. So uh, the summer is going to be a very busy summer. Yeah. So looking well, forward to it. Well, they're, plan they're planning an opening up the state on the 15th. So you know there's going to be a lot of activities. <laughs> a, a lot. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to be out in all of those activities. So I'm going to be safe. So before we leave, Gilbert, I want to show you something while you were uh, trying to get on. So this weekend was, uh, you know, Memorial Day weekend, and it was pretty awesome, and they did the Tulsa, Oklahoma, but Netflix had this show, and I don't know if you have Netflix, but you will enjoy this show, so I'm going to run a clip. It was called High on the Hog, and Christelle, you probably will uh, even be able to connect, because the very first episode, the, remember the, the, um, the, uh, 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 food critic, uh, on, what's his name, Anthony Broderick? Oh, yeah, Bourdain, Bourdain. Bourdain. So this Bourdain, young black yeah. guy, Bourdain, this young black guy does something very similar. So he goes on this journey on uh, how African, uh, uh, African-American cuisine transforms America. And he starts in Africa. Mm. And he talks about the foods that we eat. So uh, before we leave out, everybody, I'm going to kick off this little uh, um um, video again, uh, so we can so Gilbert can check it out. I was absolutely quite hungry, and I had to eat three or four times after I watched it. And I probably will go and have some barbecue because it just just touched me like that. So I'm going to share it with you guys. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see if I can get it going. There we go. Oh wait, uh, let's go back. And if you guys haven't seen this program, oh, what the heck, you really do need to see it. Let me go back one. It was really amazing show. Can you hear it? No. I can't hear the audio. I'm seeing the video, okay, but hold on. not the audio. All right, stop. Let me stop. When, when you go to share, just share the audio also. I think it's at the corner, the yeah. bottom corner. The bottom. There, there it is. There it is. I'm Stephen Satterfield, and I'm on a journey to uncover the stories of African-American food and meet the new generation preserving our history. We charred and dressed this beautiful cabbage with hair preserves. Okra is African because it made the voyage with us. It did. We brought it to the new world. Despite the fact that we were in hell, we were suffering, somehow, in all of that nonsense, we created a cuisine. Is this something that would have been served to Jefferson and Washington by their enslaved chefs? Absolutely. Hercules and Hemings were foundational to the foods that we love today. When you understand your history mm -hmm. and understand where you come from, that mm -hmm. understanding gives you purpose. <laughs> Trying to keep the culture going as a blessing. Your turnip greens have transported me back in time. We have a deep tradition yes. that you're honoring in a place yes. like this. But our legacy isn't found in statues or history books. 
that lives on in the people who guard the gates of our culture. This is a showstopper. <laughs> Our story is America. Was that some good? Was that some good eating or what? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so he takes, it, he takes it all the way back to Africa, and yeah. he uh, and and he tie. Oh, I'm sorry. He ties in. Um, what, uh, how it came, how did the foods came from Africa and that even, and this is something I learned that even when they put them on the ships, they, which meant that there were individuals in Africa that already helped this process, but they actually sent them with the foods that was indigenous to their tribes and to their villages so that they would make sure that they would eat. And then they were able to bring a lot of those cultures here. And it's, it's just some, an incredible history journey, but mm -hmm. with food. Mm. So it's called the uh, High on the Hog is on Netflix and it was absolutely awesome. So I highly recommend everybody uh, check that out. Yeah, I'll get me some Jamaican food and kick back and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. They even talk about oxtails uh, in one of the one of the episodes. It's six episodes. They talk about oxtails. They talk about okra. Uh, they talk about rice. They talk about uh, a lot of things and yams and and. Okra, you got okra, right? Mm -hmm. Okra is very potent, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> that is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Christelle, you use okra all the time, or or no? No, but we. we I love okra sauce. I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I had for lunch. When today? Yes. Really? <laughs> so you you made it yourself, or you bought it from the rest a restaurant somewhere? No, I have a good friend that loves cooking Cameroonian food, and every time she cooks it, she sends for some for me, and I'm so blessed. <laughs> you know, you know what that means, right? You're gonna have to invite Crystal and I to that meal yes. so we can all sit together <laughs> yes. and enjoy. <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> and 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 make sure that friend yeah. is there too, so she can yeah. cook the, the food for us. Okay, <laughs> I never had Cameroon Cameroonian. So, so food. you, yeah, yes, yeah. So this 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 you have to try it. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, and that's what they talk about okra. And I know my mom used to love okra. Actually, we're growing. My sister and I are growing okra in our garden. Yeah. Um, but the, my mother loved okra. But that's what they talk about is part of the uh, African culture that was brought over by the slaves. Yeah. Um, uh, and and uh, brought here, and then they incorporated that in the southern uh, uh, home home style soul food, and that's what's incorporated in it. And that a lot of the stuff that we eat is really from the recipes in Africa. But there's for the first episode. If you don't watch any other episode, you have to watch that first one. That first one make you just want to go eat like right ah, now. Ah, <laughs> I love it. So we're gonna. We're gonna, yes, it, it was. It, it, it's been a fantastic show, and even with all of the whatever started, however it started, it is ended on a fantastic note. It's been a pleasure to meet you, Miss Christelle, and I hope I would love to keep you in my network, and I'm sure Gilbert as well. For and sure. uh, we enjoyed it. So even beyond all the technical difficulties we've had, it's been a great show. 
Now, did you put your did you put your phone number on the 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 bio that you in sent Crystal? No, not in the yes, chat. Yes, she did. But the bio that she sent you? Did did yes. Did you, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, she seems to be frozen right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, but yeah, we'll, it's in there. It's on there, and then I can send it over to. Yeah, we'll do that. You want to sign out? You want to kick us off? Well, uh, oh yes, <laughs> I yeah, I totally does. forgot about that. Um, all right, so those of you who are listening, this is the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert, and we're on every Friday from three to four. Check us out on YouTube and on Facebook. And while you're there at YouTube, I'd like you guys to hit that subscribe button. Doesn't cost you a thing. It's free to subscribe. Just go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can receive upcoming shows that we're having, upcoming guests, and upcoming information on how you can grow and uh, elevate your business. So, Crystal, without further ado, we're out. All righty. We're as a small biz pro, I saw we roll Using procurement, program, and control As a small biz pro, I saw we grow Using procurement, program, and control I'm a business man, yes, I'm an entrepreneur I'm a business man <laughs>